This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Extra. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to try and review Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Okay. Do you accept that mission? I accept that mission. Are you going to self destruct in 30 seconds? Probably, I'll probably just belch your fart and that'll be it. Uh, yeah, we're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're Unequal Sequel, uh, the, the podcast that talks about sequels. My name is Dave, and that voice you heard there is Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hello, Rich. Um, It's really weird with these new headphones, because I can barely hear myself talk, so... Oh yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, a little bit better. <laughs> They're incredible, guys. Thanks for listening to the ads. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the ads. You paid for our Zoom subscription and Dave's new headphones. We're actually <laughs> pro now. It's amazing. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Um, how are you all? That's where I expect them to uh, reply and say, "Yeah, they don't reply." I'm well, Dave. They never reply, do they? Never. We are talking Mission Impossible, or Mission Colon Impossible, dash, Dead Reckoning. I dash, don't know. There's part yeah, one. Something, something about something going on. We've been waiting for this one for a long time. It's been been made for about three years. It seems at this point. Yeah. I think they they kicked it off in 2019 before the pandemic. And they were filming it in Leighton Buzzard during the pandemic. They filmed during the pandemic. Yeah, uh, and now it's finally out, and we can get to talk about. It. It's been out for a couple of weeks now, so mm. I feel like we can talk spoilers without yeah. being, you know, too afraid to ruin it for everyone. So if you haven't seen Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning <laughs> Dash Part One, um, turn off now and go and see Mission Colon Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Dash Part One. That's the last time I'm going to make that joke. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Richard, let's yes. let's kick this off in the only way we know how to in some bizarre and uh, un- 
just you're one of your classic synopsises, really. One of my classic rambling attempts at telling you what happened in this movie. I mean, a better, you're a better person than me, if you, if you know, so... <laughs> uh yeah uh so essentially it's a macguffin hunt it's a macguffin hunt and then a macguffin hunt and then a bit more macguffin hunt right so yeah yeah i hope i haven't confused anyone if you don't know what macguffin is then yeah give it a google and then you'll understand good plan good plan basically this movie kicks off in a russian submarine underneath the antarctic somewhere and they're on high alert because of a detected an enemy sub close to close by to them and the enemy sub fires on them and they uh retaliate by shooting a torpedo at it uh the sub then disappears and their own torpedo turns around and shoots them that's the intro done that's the intro that's the intro um it turns out that there is a some sort of rogue ai business going on uh, that controlled the submarine's computer systems and is somehow infecting the whole world's computery stuff. And, of course, Ethan Hunt and his crew are dispatched to try and track down two halves of a key that has something to do with something that nobody really knows. That's not even rich. Not That's knowing. not even making that up. That is, that is true. No one in the film knows what No one after. in the film knows what the key is for. Yeah. Like. Like, so essentially, their plan is to let someone get their hands, the bad guys get their hands on the both halves of the key, so they can let then lead them to whatever it is that the key is for. So they can tell them like, what the key is for. Again, this is actually I a mean, plot. I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> no. This is this is it. Um, so yeah, Ethan tracks half of the key uh, to, um, I don't know where it is, somewhere sandy. I mean, literally, it's filmed in Leighton Buzzard, so could be anywhere. But yeah, somewhere sandy. How is that filmed Ilsa... in Leighton Buzzard, by the way? Well, because Leighton Buzzard has massive sand pits. Where are the sand pits? I've never seen the sand pits. Like, all around. Like, literally, it's like the place where people get sand from. Like, I didn't it's, know that. It's basically one massive sand pit. I, well, I, my back garden would know that, actually, because it's just fucking <laughs> clay and sand. Any carry on, that's another problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it turns out that half the key is in the possession of Ilsa. Who are, are Ethan and Ilsa? An item? I never. I'm never sure. They're very cuddly. I don't think they're sure, and they don't have time to find out. Yeah. True. Um, so yeah, Ethan tracks her down, kills off a few dudes. There's some set pieciness. Recovers the the bit of key, and they then find out that the other half of the key that they need is going to be in the possession of some dude in an airport in Abu Dhabi somewhere. So off they trot to go and find that, which is where Ethan runs into Grace, played by Hayley Atwell, a new character who is a thief who steals the other half of the key and eventually ends up joining the IMF, of course, because, you know, what? why waste Hayley Atwell? Yeah. All the meanwhile, um, various people are trying to get their hands on the key, arrest Ethan Hunt, all this kind of nonsense. There's a guy called Gabriel, who is someone from Ethan's past, who is somehow a henchman of the AI, trying to get the key back. And I don't even know what's going on now. <laughs> like, but I've I've kind of lost the plot by this point. Yes. And uh, and yeah, so far, so Mission Impossible. Yes, you know? and then Q Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Cue lots of Tom Cruise trying to kill himself. Running 
And then there's Simon De- uh, Pegg and Finger Rhymes are there back again. Yeah, there's, they're back. There's yeah. some previous faces from the first ever Mission Impossible. You know, Kitteridge is, yeah. is back. The White Widow's back. Vanessa so Kirby's Kirby back. The, yeah. Pom Clementiev, who plays Paris. Yeah, lots of lots of people. There's a few nice cameos as well. It's a lot. Yeah. Does it work? It's it's a lot. Uh, it, does it work in parts? I think it works in parts. It's probably not my favourite of the franchise. No, I think it's got problems. I think those problems are mainly around the writing, um, and the attempts at humour that I don't like. Yes. We're going to have to get into that. Before we get into that, let's just have a quick delve, a quick, uh, brief history of our our feelings towards the the Mission Impossible franchise. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I think that's interesting for listeners. So, are you a fan of the Mission Impossible franchise? I have a weird kind of relationship with the Mission Impossible franchise. So, I watched the first one in the cinema, and it was the first movie I really I remember not liking, which is bizarre. In the cinema. It's a great film. I know, and I've since watched it back and, you know, really enjoyed it. But as a 15, 16-year-old boy, you know, my cinematic awakening, and I watched it and I was like, wow, that's fucking stupid, isn't it? Which part did you find stupid in particular? All of it. I especially hated the bit where the helicopter crashes into the into the tunnel and the blade stops just in front of his face. Okay. I was like, well, to be honest, the air pressure alone would have ripped his nose off. So, you know, like... <laughs> he's not wrong. So did you go and see Mission Impossible 2 or? No, no, I never watched any other Mission Impossibles until we ranked them not long ago. Wow. That's. So I didn't watch any until about a year ago when we did the ranking. And how do we feel about them now? I quite like him, to be honest. I don't like two. <laughs> I think two was rubbish. Two is just uh, a mess, but yeah. a really bizarrely think, made John Woo. They threw everything odd. at it, and you know they yeah. they do joust with motorbikes at one point, but it's really yeah, a lot of hair swishing. It's really long and it's quite it's quite <laughs> dull, I think. And I don't find Dick Grace yeah. Scott a very menacing bad guy personally. No, but you know who is a menacing bad guy in these movies? Philip Seymour Hoffman is a menacing bad guy. So that pulled me back in in number three because I think he's amazing. He is amazing. Then four is a bit dull and then is four four the one I'm thinking of? Four is the the Burj Khalifa one when he goes climbing. Yeah, that's that's a bit dull. Do you not think? Well, that lacks a Philip Seymour Hoffman but it has, it's the first one where they really up the stakes of doing Really silly things, and you know, you know how much I like a bad bad guy, a good bad guy. Well, you know? yes, you like, need a good bad guy. That's the thing for me, and I think, yeah, and I think they they steadily get, you know, they're really really good from then on. Essentially, like Fallout's really good, and Rogue Nation, Ghost great. Protocol, Rogue Nation. That's Rogue the one Nation. that's really good. Ghost Protocol's the bad one. Rogue Nation's good. Bad one is and then we get to this, and I don't know. I felt a bit flat about it, to be honest. Like. Yeah. Obviously, there's big, there's big, good, big stuff in it. There's the big set pieces you come to expect, but I sort of need a little bit more than that these days. And I really hated the humour, the attempts, the attempts at humour just felt really cheesy. And when you're talking about the humour, are you talking about mainly about the 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 car? Uh, I'm talking about Ethan, Ethan Hunt sort of the Tom Cruise jokes humor. and stuff. Yeah, the Tom Cruise oh, humour. It I doesn't really land it. for me. I, I really didn't like that bloody car chase in the Fiat 500. It ran Rome. I thought it was, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was like the Fast and Furious one, but not as good. 
Okay. <laughs> and and also just I've just found the the jokes really annoying. I don't mind it when Simon Pegg's the light relief. I I just don't like that Ethan. He's Hunt. a very funny man, Simon Pegg. Yeah. And I I really like Hayley Atwell. I think she's probably the saving grace of the movie essentially. It's her movie, isn't it? Essentially it's, Oh yeah. It's, it's Grace's story. She completely steals the movie. Yeah, it's definitely hers. She gets her second um, billing as well in this one. Ving Rhames is great in it as Luther. Like, he's, yeah, he's brilliant. I, re- I really like Vanessa Kirby. I think she's great. She's not in this enough. I think she could be in it a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, there's some good stuff. There's some weird stuff. Do you feel a little bit let down by it? That's how I'm feeling from you, from um, your reaction. Like w- no, going in, I mean, what were you going in thinking? Because we we've all we all watched that I, bit before Creed Three, and me, I was yeah. there with Rich, and we were proper hyped for it. That's in the the bike thing. But do you feel like they yeah. showed their hand too much? No, I, again, I think it comes down to the bad guy. I think these mission these these Mission Impossible movies really hinge on the villain mm. being great, and the villain is essentially an AI timely and it kind of it really loses something like you know i just i don't know it just feels very silly (laughs) well this is still uh part one so we might get Mm. more from from part two about and they call it the entity and it's like a big sour on eye the digital sour on eye pretty much yeah I agree with you. I I think a lot of the times these these films are let down by the bad guys, but they're normally elevated from the sheer Tom Cruisiness of yeah, them, especially the last three. I think it's I think it's okay. You know, I think it's a spectacle. Mm. I think you're going to watch it and be like, oh, that's that's good. You know, if you're really into your action stuff, that's you know, there's a lot in there for you, but the stuff in between is a bit. Dull, well, it, it, you know, it feels like... like they're making up on the way, and I think mm. if, if I read reports rightly, they kind of do that on this film. They, you can tell, you can you can really tell because the it feels like it's written on the fly, which is worrying yeah, when it's it, a Chris McCory written film. Right? Yeah, and it it changes tone quite sharply in places. Yeah, I don't know. It's a strange one. It's a it's a strange watch. Yeah, because I I'm I I'm the same as you. I was really excited going in, Richard. You know me. This weirdly mm, a film about this AI. This is your kind of thing, right? If AI put a, my, a perfect action film in front of me, it would start all these people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I get that. Because <laughs> I love like Simon Pegg, Kelly Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, Tom Cruise running big stupid action pieces, and yet somehow I do feel a little bit. Uh, about it i really don't get me wrong i really enjoyed watching it i had a lot of fun watching it but i think it lacked the, the beginning was a different kind of beginning especially comes to last two the last two there wasn't tom cruise hanging off yeah. side of a plane kind of thing it kind of took its time a little bit more and apart from the 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 rome chase and the bike bit and you know a little bit on the train at the end when there were by that point, the story's kind of wrapped up and they're just trying to escape the train. And it's, yeah. it feels a little bit CGI heavy in places. I kind of feel let down by it. And it's a bizarre thing to say because Tom Cruise did try and kill himself doing it. Yeah, true. But then we saw all that in the kind of trailer before Creed 3, didn't and we? And that got me so hyped. And I thought they would be saving something we haven't seen somewhere, a little bit something. Yeah. 
Because it's weird, because I was watching it, him doing that bike jump. I was like, oh, all that CGI, all that CGI. We've seen, we've seen where he actually jumps off in the, you know, in the making bit. It's impressive. Know, in trailer. Yeah, it's impressive. It is impressive. It's, you know, he's, the guy has no fear, <laughs> obviously, but, and they're, they're, you know. And their stunts are brilliantly put together and the fighting's great. But like you, Rich, I think it might be the story. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Try Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, incredible load times, and 24-7 WordPress priority support, your sites will be lightning fast with global reach. And with Bluehost Cloud, your sites can handle surges in traffic no matter how big. Plus, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. Get started now at Bluehost.com. It's taken me a few days to really try and work my way through my feelings from it because there are bits that I really enjoyed the Tom Cruise humour, but again, Tom Cruise beer goggles and i liked the little race around in the fiat 500 which is an amped up fiat 500 right like an electric i think it's an electric. well i hope it is because otherwise that that's wholly real unrealistic but yeah i think yeah because like he, tom cruise gets in it and he presses a button and he crashes it and he's like oh oh like he's a, a granddad and they're handcuffed together aren't they so and they're handcuffed together and there's a bit where they like turn over and they end up in each other's seats and stuff and i'm like oh, it's just a bit silly it's just a bit too much, you know. I didn't have a problem with that, and I liked the uh, the airport stuff. But it just, apart from the bike bit, it didn't. I can't believe I'm saying this. It didn't feel big enough. Mm. And people are going to probably be like, "Are you mad?" There's all this other stuff. But I'm thinking about it. And what what have we got? A submarine at the beginning, right? Yeah, we've got which is all CGI basically. Yeah, yeah. We've got the airport. Oh, we've got the bit in the desert, which is okay. Yeah. There's another sandstorm. Yeah. We've seen that in four. Bit of, bit of late and buzzards. Bit of yeah. late and buzzards. Uh, <laughs> then we get to the airport, which is quite fun. You know, there's nothing really. He runs over the airport, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, like Simon Pegg tracks down a bag. And then we <laughs> then we go to Rome for the car chase. Yeah. And then we go to Venice for the party. Venice. We have a little bit of running through Venice, don't they? A little bit of running through Venice. And then it's the... They all look moody, moody on a boat for a bit. Yeah. And then we go on the train, right? There's nothing between... Yeah. And the train yeah, sequence yeah. involves the bike sequence and the train, which, again, they blew up a bridge and crashed a train, again, which is great. All very convenient. Like, you know, <laughs> there's some convoluted bits in it to get things to happen. 
Well, that's like, that's the point. Of Mission Impossible. They're like, we'll find a so, way. Yeah, like like Benji, like Simon Pegg's character is like, oh, I don't know what happened. The the, the mask machine just stopped working. Oh no, sorry, you're gonna have to jump off a cliff on a motorbike instead. That's a plot point. I, three, maybe three, four times they said, we'll just find a way. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Ah, we'll we'll work it as we go along. And that's what you know, what that's... we do. And I think about this point, we we buy that. What I want to know is, how did Gabriel get those bombs on that bridge? They're the big yeah, train I'm, bridge I'm, that I'm he blows up. I'm trying to think of a really sensible answer for you. He must have lots of people working for him. Well, yeah, but still. That, Impressive, though, right? Pretty pretty hard to get there. And, and you know, like, why? <laughs> to blow up the train? But why? <laughs> to... <laughs> Make sure the entity is still uh, working. I don't I really. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know the relationship between Gabriel, and, like you said, ent- the entity. I'm not quite sure how they met. Quote. Yeah. Did they... How did they meet? How, how did they meet? <laughs> did it's a little bit internet? like. It's, it reminds me of kind of Charlie Day and the the brain thing in uh, (laughs) Pacific Rim Uprising Pacific Rim Uprising he's fucking into his name how how did you two meet (laughs) (laughs) who introduced you oh you know better work (laughs) (laughs) how did you meet this disembodied brain (laughs) (laughs) hi Gabriel how did you meet your AI friend (laughs) Don't know. We don't know. We don't <laughs> Just get bumped each other into each other in the pub. <laughs> and also, well, okay, the the entity was made by the Americans. That's that's one of the plot points, right? They mentioned that, like we think so. We slyly yeah. released it to them. Yeah, there's a lot of information at some point in a room <sighs> at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little With bit lost. I was too, I was too busy. Spotting the cameos, basically. You've got like Mark Gatiss, Rob Delaney, there's the guy with Adrena the voice. Varma, oh, she's great. Yeah, Charles Purnell, the voice. guy with the like, voice. Like Silk. Yeah. And then they all say a line each, and then that's it. They're out of it. And uh, and what's his name? Car- oh, I'm not going to get his right his name right. But it's Carrie Ells? Ells? I know who you mean. Who's? The Princess you know, Bride. The guy from Princess Bride, yeah, yeah. Whose name I can never get, I can never say. Again, that's the problem. I'm not quite sure who the good guys and the bad guys are at the end of this film because Chris Ridge is. I'm still. I've watched this film and I'm still quite sure what it, what he's doing. Yeah, you're not sure who's a bad guy and who's not, and well, you know, we'll find out. It's soon, impossible, isn't it? And I mean, this isn't really my sort of genre. You know, it wasn't. It's not the sort of film I kind of search out. It's my. Um, it's my really. shit. Though. It's yours. It's yeah. It's definitely your kind of genre. I I normally like something that's a little bit more two blokes talking. <laughs> the kiss of he likes a social network as you've, dis- as you've described. Money I like an Aaron Sorkin written, you know, drama. Two men talking dramedy. on a telephone, shouting at each other. That's Rich's favourite film. Yeah, sorting the world out. Give me Moneyball any day. Yeah, um, we got to talk about Rebecca Ferguson quickly and how. Yeah. <laughs> Underused, wasted. What word would you use? Underused, and are we, are we spoiling this? Are we having spoilers? I, yeah, I said at the beginning we're having spoilers. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Underused and killed off way too early. I love her. Do you think her she's actually dead? Yes, she was stabbed in the heart, yeah. right? 
Yeah, but you never know with Mission Impossible, do you? Dun, dun, it's a bit like dun, Fast dun, and Furious. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that was yeah, her way definitely, out. I think she's definitely underused. But yeah, it could be her way out, couldn't it? Fake her death a bit. I think Pom Clementieff is a bit underused as well. I think she's meant to be like a, a Bond bad guy. I think she's meant to be mute a lot of the time. Yeah, but she... Yeah, but then there's that weird thing where she just turns because Ethan doesn't kill her. You know, she's like, oh, he showed me some kindness after beating the shit out of me. <laughs> but doesn't Gabriel say at some point in the end he said this would happen or something? Yeah, yeah, basically. that's He shoots her, doesn't he? Because he says, you're going to betray me because he didn't kill you. And I'm like, well, that's... I mean, I know the entity's an algorithm, but it can't know the future. You know, it, can, it can work things out and say these things are likely to happen, but they can't say they definitely will happen. Mm. And also, you know, we can't work out how the entity is operating from the bottom of no, the Antarctic Sea. that's a good point. So the entity is... It on the submarine, right? Is that the thing? Is that so? The thing they've got to get to with the key, MacGuffiny job, mm. is on the submarine. Yeah, and we, we they think that's like the kill suite, like the server for the entity. But how the fuck's it got off that submarine and then into everything else? I think, like I said, I think they describe it in that that room that with all the the cameos that the entity has yeah. how, somehow leached itself on. Again, I'm not quite sure what the Wi-Fi is like down at the the Antarctic or whatever, or, no, or if it's living no. somewhere else. I'm not sure Chris, Christopher Quarry knows how the internet works. Well, I don't, so I'm not going to question him on that. <laughs> Chris McQuarrie, is it Chris McQuarrie? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah Let's just I call him that McQ. Right. That's what everyone else seems. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's what Tom Cruise yeah. calls him. I, yeah, I'm not sure he knows how the internet works. I don't want to call him McQ, because it makes me think of McG. And that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> Are you a little bit worried about the next one now, part two? Because I was so yeah, hyped I'm a for bit. this. I am a bit. How long have we got till part two? Did they record them? Did they film them both at the same time? They're still filming, and this is the bad news. Oh. This is the bad news. We are as as when we're recording this, there is a an actor strike on. So a lot of films mm. have down tooled, including Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Mission colon impossible dash <laughs> dead reckoning dash part two part two and so is like Deadpool three and we're meant to be getting there next year so we're not going to yeah. get any films they were filming in Pitstone just up the road as well again in the sand no no that's different Pitstone's a different village oh I think they've I think they've got like like a gravel pit or something that they're filming in you should come to my quarry pit um <laughs> do you, yeah I'm a little bit I know when we were talking here it sounds like we're I'm I am a little bit disappointed, but I did have fun. I still don't know how I feel about this film, Rich, to be honest. No. I feel I'm going to have to watch it again. I, I sat there, I was sat there and I was like, oh, liking this, enjoying, dun, dun, boom, action. But then when I compare it to what the last two yeah. are, I don't think it's as good. Oh, it's nowhere near as good as Fallout. It's def- It's not. And it's not as good as Rogue Nation. No. Which one's the one before F- Rogue Fallout. Nation. I think Rogue Nation's Rogue better Nation. than Fallout. Yeah, I think Rogue Nation is better than Fallout. This is not as good as Fallout. In fact, I would say this is pretty low down on my ranking list. I would even put it maybe second from bottom. Is that because the others are so good? Like, cause, well, the others are good. Because you like three in, yeah. at this point. I do like three. I put three above this. I think three is better than this. I think this is on a level with maybe... So I think two is the worst... And then it's Ghost Protocol, 
and then this. So maybe this is third from bottom, not second from bottom. Because I think this is better than Ghost Protocol, because Ghost Protocol is another one that doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) I prefer the Ghost Protocol Um, big scene than I did the big scene in this film, I think. But is it a better film? Probably not, because weirdly, the Gabriel entity is still a better bad guy that's in in the fourth one. Just, even though I, d- yeah. I don't think it's it's a great bad guy, but I think the impending doom and the big like danger of AI, aka Skynet, by the way. Let's just oh yeah, let's yeah. call it what it's it is. A, this is Skynet. This is a full on Terminator. It's come self aware. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're in danger. Yeah, it's gonna yeah release all the nuclear bombs soon. I reckon, and the big plot is that all the governments agencies all want to everyone's after it after it we haven't even mentioned the fbi agents yet rich we haven't the pointless fbi agents who are somehow like bumbling idiots so shay shay wiggum and what's the other guy's name gray greg tarzan davis is that his name it's tarzan isn't it i I don't know i'm pretty sure it's tarzan brilliant but the guy the guy from maverick top gun maverick the guy from top gun maverick yeah great i'm sure it's great middle greg tarzan davis so yeah, I'm, to, I'm confused uh, what they're kind of doing in this film. I thought you were about to say you're confused between him and Greg Davis from no, Taskmaster I know those, for a second. I know those two people are very different people. <laughs> like, they are very different people. <laughs> no, I'm very confused at what they're doing in this film. I think they're very confused about what they're doing in this film. To be honest, Dave, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They they are very pointless. You could not. You don't need this. Bigs up. He used to have a relationship. We haven't even talked about Tom Cruise. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. There's history somewhere with, I don't think uh, Ethan Hunt even, actually Ethan Hunt gives them a look at one point saying, I remember you. They look at each other, but it's never mentioned. Uh, We might get that in part, uh, Dead Reckoning part two. But you're also a little bit confused about um, if Gabriel was in the first Mission Impossible, but I had to put that to bed that he wasn't. No, yeah, I did. I wasn't sure because they sort of do a flashback on this one, don't they? And I wasn't sure if it's like, if the first Mission Impossible movie tells you how ethan hunt gets recruited mm. but i don't think it does does it no i didn't even so, i thought he was always in it but it's, it's it turns out that ethan hunt had previously done something bad uh, and yeah. to get him to work for the, the imf they squashed his yeah past it was or it was gabe gabriel killed some gabriel killed ethan's partner and then ethan was framed for it wasn't he like they, here we like, go over the dead body of his partner. See, this is how Gabriel disappeared. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if that was in the first movie or not. I couldn't remember. I, I don't believe it is. No, it isn't. I know it isn't. Um, yeah, okay. So they did some de-aging or aged up or aged down. I'm not sure. That character. I think, I think Gabriel is aged up. I think he's younger than he looks in these movies. Do you think they just dyed his hair grey and beard grey? I think so, yeah. I think they just greyed him up. How do you feel um, he plays that role? Because it's not an easy role, I don't think, that guy. It's kind of boring. A little bit, really. little bit like, dull, was not it? A little, little, bit, little bit dull. In no way menacing at all. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah. I'll tell you another bit that annoys me, actually. <laughs> it's um, why they couldn't... Yeah, I don't understand. So... In Mission Impossible, it's all about the masks, right? That's the that's the gimmick. That's, they love that's, a mask. That's one of the gimmicks, yeah. Yeah, they always put. A, there's always a, a really lifelike mask thing, and so there's a point where Haley Atwell dresses as Vanessa Kirby. By the way, they have completely different body shapes, so they look like it's it's so obvious. Um, but that's been a problem for all these films. 
Yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. But what they don't do, they like they leave Hayley Atwell's brown eyes. They don't give her contacts. And so it's Vanessa Kirby playing Vanessa playing Hayley Atwell playing Vanessa Kirby's character, the White Widow. Yeah. And so they've given Vanessa Kirby brown contacts. But I don't and I don't understand why no one's gone, hang on a minute. You used to have really blue eyes. Like Zola, the, Why the are your brother, eyes yeah. brown? Yeah, like her brother. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. See, I didn't even is. get that. I remember watching watching that scene. It's like, something's wrong here. Something's wrong with Vanessa yeah. Kirby. And it's, until you mentioned it, I was like, oh, that's what it was. Her. She was had She's got brown eyes. eyes. Yeah. God, you know, yes, I... It, it made me feel, feel uneasy, to be honest. Mm, it's It's odd. And if you were her brother, if you felt uneasy watching it, if you were her brother, you'd definitely be like, "Hey, right." <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely big uh, plot holes. I would say. Yeah. Um, please get in contact, everyone. If we, you know what we don't. Oh yeah, by by all means, if we miss something, which is quite likely, we're not very clever. No. It also, <laughs> it is quite a, a, a contained middle film. There, it, there isn't an element of an ending i mean it does yeah it sort of has an end doesn't it like i guess you know yes it, but, but then you know you've got another one coming up there's no end credit sequence or anything like that it's you know mission impossible don't really do that do they that's not their thing they just pan to the yeah. submarine when we're going here yeah not really a cliffhanger as such just kind of a no the cliffhanger was that tom keep him tom cruise but ethan hunt they got yeah. the key yeah yeah so that's, that's yeah. we're going to go underwater yeah. in the next one. They got the MacGuffin. Now they need to figure out what the MacGuffin does. But still, no one's. They still don't know what it does. Really? This is the thing. They know they've got to get the key. They knew it does something on this this submarine, but they don't know what. <laughs> I, well, it's weird because Pom, the Paris character, her name is, kind of yeah. describes what it is, and I was like, I still don't get it. Still don't because nah. she heard the conversation between Gabriel and Princess Bride guy. Yeah, yeah. That's why he wanted to kill her in the end because I think she heard the same information he heard, and the only person that's meant to have the information is the entity's lover. Yes, yeah, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> so what we're trying to get at is that after all that. I think I'm disappointed, but I also enjoyed it. So I don't understand my feelings. I don't understand my feelings. Oh, so what would you? What, where would you? Are we going to do, we gonna do our, the question? Are we? we do. Let's do the question. Yeah, let's do the question. Unequal sequel, yes or no? And what do we rate it out of seven? Okay. Okay. Well, it's definitely an unequal sequel. I think we can both agree on that. It's not as good as Fallout by quite a long way. I would say it's not. Yeah, it's not as good as Rogue Nation. I think it's. Bang in the middle, uh, Mission Impossible film for me. Okay, I think there's elements that are great. I just don't think it's. A, I'm not sure a there's anything film. that I found great. Great. I think it's tight, as all Tony right. would say. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think it's all right. So I was I, thinking like uh, like uh, like Rotten Tomatoesy. Yeah. Oh God. Like, it probably would count as a positive review because I think it's a three out of five movie. So it, for our purposes, like a four out of seven, I'm saying. I think that that four, five, four, five. Oh god, it's not a five. It's not getting a five from me. Four and a, four four and is, and a half. Four is where it sits, and 
it should be damn lucky it's got that. <laughs> I feel like I've done something bad if I say below certain thing because this is a three hundred million dollar film, by the way. It's not your fault, and it's <laughs> oh, it's not. I didn't spend. All you money. didn't spend it. I do appreciate that they really, really tried through the pandemic. So thank you for keeping that going. And yeah, and I always enjoy watching Tom Cruise on the big screen, and it definitely is. I think a film to watch on the big screen. I've... Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, we both watched it in IMAX, we did, didn't we? Yeah. I think that's that's worth the money to go and watch it in IMAX. The, the scene with him with the bike and the jump is very good, and they send yeah. drones down there to film it. And at one point, he's talking, and it's all flapping in his face, and it's it's all very impressive. Don't get me wrong, but that's all it seems to be is in this one is is just that. I like I've seen him run, I've seen him fight, I've seen him drive cars. I think the bike chase in Rogue Nation's better and the the Casablanca uh, car chase in Rogue Nation as well and I think there's a car chase in Fallout. I've, the jump the halo dive is better and the fights are better in in Fallout in the bathroom of Henry Cavill and I think the there's ending There's loads better. There's loads better. Once you start so, thinking yeah. of comparing it to other Mission Impossible films, I think, and hopefully you guys are with me, that it starts slipping a little bit more and it mm. keeps showing itself. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm not saying you shouldn't go and enjoy it because you will have fun. You, there is, I just think once you've stepped away from it for a couple of days and it's two and a half hours long, it's not. It's long. Yeah. It's, yeah. I am. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Will I go and see the cinema? Probably not because I haven't got time because it's going to be knocked off the screens by Barbie. Barbenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we won't have to. Which I'm really looking forward to. By already the way. booked in to see Barbie. Oh, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm 100. I'm going to double bill it. I'm going to watch Oppenheimer and then Barbie to cheer myself up afterwards. I'm going Barbie uh, and then. I don't know when I'm going to see Oppenheimer because it's my wedding anniversary is coming up. So I, that's the weekend. So I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't squeeze in both. But the wife is very excited nah. to see Barbie. So um, And I want to see Oppenheimer on, on, on IMAX. I want to see, as God okay. intended it, Christopher Nolan, uh, on the 70mm <laughs> IMAX screen. Uh, Fair I enough. tried to educate the wife Tiff the other day of the different kinds of IMAX and she's like oh there's an IMAX in, in Milton Keynes I was like yeah but that's not 70 mil that's digital and blah blah yeah. blah she's like I learned so much from you I think she was being patronising <laughs> yeah but this was fun it was fine which is ultimately not a good thing for a Mission Impossible film I think no ask me again next week and I might change my mind If you uh, if you want to let us know what you thought of Mission Impossible, then uh, get yourself on the old social media. We are at Unequal Sequel on Twitter for as long as it exists, uh, on Instagram, and now on Threads as well. So get us in touch with us on one of those. Tell us what you thought of Mission Impossible. If you think we're mad and it's the best film ever made, tell us. If you think we're mad and it's the worst film you've ever seen also tell us we'll read out all your comments in our end of month roundup even if you're calling us idiots we'll still read them oh, out. oh yes we love that oh yeah in fact definitely if you're calling us idiots uh if you do want to call us idiots as well then uh get on apple podcasts and tap that little review as long as you give us five stars we don't really care what you call us really helps others to uh to find the podcast so thanks for that uh give us a little heart a little tick whatever it is on your pod player of choice we will really appreciate you doing that for us. If you really, really like these episodes, then uh, get yourself onto anotherslice.com forward slash unequal sequel. And for just $2.99 a month, then you can join our subscription service where you will not only get 
box set mentality and disenfranchised which are basically two extra podcasts on their own you'll also get sequels to all of our interview episodes which are getting so long now that they're almost like an episode in their own so get on there have a listen there's a few freebies on there so you can go and give it a try without having to pay anything but yeah do give us uh do, do sign up that 2.99 a month really is worth it because you get all those extra extra podcasty bits perfect thank you very much i still can't get over this film in a good way by the way i feel like i've cheated on someone uh i feel dirty (laughs) and i don't think i'll be able to live with myself for very long thank you for listening everyone uh sorry if it's been a bit of a downer i was really really hoping to really 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 love this film it's going to go into the disappointing camp in future questions rich yeah I fear it. I think it is, mate. I think it is. I mean, it's still not as disappointing as Matrix Reloaded, but we're okay. Uh, no, it's not the most disappointing movie ever. You know, no, but not yet. It's not even, yeah, not yet. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. You never know. Uh, I've got nothing else to say, so it's a goodbye from me. So farewell. Yeah. And a goodbye from him. Bye. See you next week. Sequel to this one. Have an absolutely fabulous week. And, uh, Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Nice. I thought you were going to say, and a happy new year at the end. It's not quite. But we are just over halfway through the year now. I know. Would you like it? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I like blinked. It was January a minute ago, I swear. It was. You were ill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) true. That could be any month.